I think that's always a hard question when somebody says, tell me about yourself. Uh, I was born in Pakistan. I came in this country when I was 10. And I arrived in Yorkshire. Uh, we were the only Asian people. And I remembered, I said to my dad, so this is England? He goes, yes. I said, where's the sun? I said, and where are the mangoes? So as a 10 year old, I thought, no, I don't like this place. It's got no sun and it's got no mangoes. And it's got a toilet outside. And you know, when you're growing up, you get told that England is a place to be, it's paved with gold. So it was a real culture shock to come from having your fruit gardens. So you know like guavas, mangoes, uh, watermelons growing in the back to having to pay to buy fruit. I cried my eyes out when we went shopping and we got apples and my mom gave money. I said to my mom, I'm refusing to unpack my suitcase because I'm not staying. Put me next flight back home. As a 10 year old, you know, you adapt. I came with my sister who was eight. And when we went to school, everybody came out of the classroom to see these Asian girls coming. Every week I wanted to go home. And then my parents lied. They said, oh, because there's something wrong with your passport or we can't get a ticket, just so that they wouldn't tell me that you're not going back. So they knew you were going back. They knew I wasn't going back. But I thought, you know, any time now I'll be sent back home. I think I was pressured because we had no community. We had no other Asian people. And my mom was very ill, so I became the carer for my siblings and for my mom. So from 10 years old, I missed not to school. So that's a huge responsibility, and I felt I couldn't leave them. So that's what made me stay rather than me loving Yorkshire. But, you know, now I love Yorkshire. I'm a Yorkshire lass now. So I was married, I had children. I changed my faith. And uh, I was told either you come back to your original faith or you're dead. I ended up in a refuge for my own safety. And so my then husband divorced me. So that's what made me go to East Reading. I work a lot with abused women, gender-based violence. So I was helping this lady who was pregnant. Um, she was a very abused woman. Her husband said if he found out it was a girl, she thought it was going to kill both of them. So she was due to go for a scan. And we got her out before her scan date because he's going to go with her. I kept her in my office hidden until we found a refuge place for her. So we, I got her visa sorted out, I got her passport, which her husband destroyed. I went to the Indian Embassy with her, pregnant nine months. It was time consuming, it was irritating with how people treated her. It doesn't cost anything to be kind. Because she was a woman, 
she was pregnant. They didn't think she, that she knew what she was talking about, but I wasn't going to have that nonsense. Then she said to me, she goes, oh, I have no partner, no husband. She said, would you be willing to be my birth partner? I said, no way, no way. She goes, please, and how could I turn that down? So I saw life come into the world, and it was a girl. And you know, that, to me, was going extra mile, but seeing life come into the world that so many people helped to save. So that was my icing on the cake story. <laughs> she's 15 now. Yeah, she's 15. Such a beautiful young lady. It really makes you feel that I'm, I'm doing something worthwhile. I use this venue for doing some projects to reach out to the Asian community. We did start an Asian curry club here on the Wednesday when I first came because, you know, Asian people love food. I think everybody loves food. But we did curry and English people love curry. So that was really good. And I worked with the local school helping Asian parents coming to the South Central Community Schools. Just with the map, standing in the school gate, telling them verbally, oh, this is going to be set up. So we set some, some uh, chit and chat clubs uh, for mothers when they drop their kids off. We started conversation classes, predominantly with Asian women. Uh, it was single parents of mothers that didn't speak English. So, because I, I speak five Asian languages, so it's really good that I could uh, speak their language. And it really went well. It was lovely. I mean, first session we did, we got 18 women. You know, the band in your language is nothing like it. Because if people, you know, English people for the seers, you think we have an argument, but we know we're chatting. You know, I just talk, make friends, you know, signpost them to other things that they need. So just yeah, community engagement, that's how I see it. You can't have anything without forming relationship. Uh, and there's real buzz to this place. You know, there's so much going on Oxford Road. You feel safe coming here. You know people. We did, and people are so friendly in the cafe. They'll make their way, you know, to get to know you. It's community. It's what makes this Oxford Road. This is a Baker Street production. It is part of the LifeSpring Stories audio series available on podcast platforms or at bakestreetproductions.co.uk. To find out more about our production and the people involved, visit our website or follow us on social media.